We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Monday, it's January 2nd, it's 2023. We have a 10-game NBA slate to talk about here at today's podcast. I'm joined by my good buddy, Will Priester, Chief Justice 06. We've got to start the year off on the right note. Got to bring in the Chief. Coach, what's happening, my friend? I am good, my brother. I couldn't... Uh... Be happy to bring in the new year with you. You know, yet yet another season or another year of uh, morning ground, and, and super grateful. And I think I, I I may tell this story every year. If so, just deal with it, folks. But you know, morning grind is where I started on Roto Grinders and and continue to hang out. And so I'm I'm I'm, I'm always excited, man, and grateful to uh, be able to come on and do this with you, and uh, appreciative that. You were able to uh, uh, bring me in as a newbie at that time, and uh, always has been a ton of fun. So I, I appreciate you and appreciate the company. And it's a new year, man. Let, let's keep rolling. Yeah, I remember exactly how it happened too. Um, Grant Nefer messaged me, and he's like, "Hey, met this dude. He's really awesome. You should give him a shot." And the rest is history. I mean, that's it really went down like that. And some of the best, you know, some of the best things that happen in life happen that easily. And, you know, <laughs> you and I are good friends now. And yeah. it really just happened that easily. So very, very thankful for another year. Like this is year seven. seven. Morning grind was 20 April 4th of 2016. So year seven of the morning grind uh, this year. So it's been around. For a while, we're closing in on like 1,500 episodes coming up here. Um, I don't know if it's this year or next year. It's close. I mean, I lose track. Um, but I can't thank you all enough. I tweeted this out over the weekend as well. Um, I can't thank you all enough. I mean, we get to talk sports every single day. And you guys like to hang out. I mean, the YouTube now. We got Dave in there saying Happy New Year. Stevie and Chief. Like, 
love that we are you know live now as well so you can kind of hang out with us uh during the show which is fantastic we try to do them around the same time every night it doesn't always work out but um i mean you all have a good idea of when we're live so thanks for hanging out hope everyone had a fantastic new year i hope everyone was safe and had you know good times so yeah. i had a, a sick little three-year-old so i did nothing but watch college football. And I mean, college football was fun to watch on New Year's Eve. Oh man. Those games, like both games. If that tells us anything about the national championship game, it's going to be fire. Um, What those were two insane games. Yeah. And and I I will say I'm actually, you know, I'm, I'm a big 10 guy. I'm I'm an Ohio state fan. So sucks. We lost, obviously. Um, It actually sucks that, that Michigan lost. This is, one of the only years you may see two Big Ten teams in the championship. But I am really thankful that TCU got in. And I think them winning this game may help the committee, which they're going to expand it. But the committee having a chance to see someone other than the Big Ten, which we know the SEC got to the championship again. But um, TCU winning, I think, is a bigger deal for some of the conferences that they may, you know, push to the side sometime and not and say, oh, well, they didn't play the same level of competition. Well, TCU played a tough game, and uh, they were able to come out victorious against Michigan. You know, pick sixes to both ways, I think. and Or, or I know McCarthy threw two pick sixes. But either way, like, it it, it worked out. And um, so we'll, we'll see what happens in this national championship. And we're going to really see how tough TCU is because this is a shorter turnaround than uh, – than this particular game where they were off several weeks before the game. Yeah, I, I mean, this is it's just it's it, gosh, those games that TCU game was fantastic. The Georgia game was awesome. Um, Stroud played, I, I feel like, the game of his career. I mean, like, man, that, that game field was goal, just oh, I know. And I mean, not the easiest field goal. And I, I mean, I, I was talking, so I have some you know georgia friends that that have moved down and um that i've played disc golf with and uh, they i mean i I think they were freaking out um i wasn't with them but i'm sure they were freaking out and i was talking to them um during the game and everything and you could just tell the tone like and then i tweeted i was like i I text them and i was like guys they scored way too soon and they did they did like they they scored too soon they they got lucky they got lucky but they scored too soon um, I don't yeah. care what the results were. They scored too soon. So fantastic football. I mean, NFL this weekend. I mean, gosh, I was like itty bitty, itty bitty. So close. Um, had a lot of right things this weekend and missed on like just one or two things. And those one or two things cost me a little bit of money, but um, excited for some NBA back on the NBA grind, you know, and uh, we get to start the year off with a banger here. 10 games, no back to back, some injury news. Um, happy new year to you as well. Everyone in YouTube chat, I see everyone posting over there. Let's get started. We got 10 games. We get started with your Charlotte Hornets, LA Lakers in town, 232 and a half total here. Most books have this as a pick em game, so we'll go pick em game. Um, on the Charlotte side, Kobe Martin is out, Kelly Oubre is out, and Dennis Smith Jr. is questionable. Anthony Davis remains out, Lonnie Walker is questionable. Lakers first here, Will. What do you like for the Lakers? Man, sign me up for LeBron James. And I'm just going to cut it short there. LeBron James, man, just typically has his way with the Hornets every game, no matter where they're playing. I don't think this game is any different, especially with, of course, Anthony Davis just continues to sit out. LeBron 
having to put this team on his shoulders at age 48. I'm, I'm joking, but, um, you know, he, he's going to have to carry this team if they want to win. They're in Charlotte. Uh, it should be a back-and-forth affair. Really like LeBron here at 10-3. Definitely think he's got massive upside. I like the LeBron call. Um, I love Thomas Bryant. This is an amazing matchup for Thomas Bryant. We love bigs against Charlotte. It's 5,900. He has played plenty of minutes here recently. If he can just kind of stay out of foul trouble. Um, mm-hmm. I, he's he's a 30-minute guy. Like, if he stays out of foul trouble, you give me 30, 30 minutes against Charlotte at 5,900, sign me up. Um, especially last time Anthony played, Davis. Yeah, last time he played at 13 rebounds, just didn't have the points. The points yeah. tick up a little bit. Massive day. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm going for it. Like, 5900 yeah. is a fair price tag. He's kind of right where he should be, but I think it's fair. So, definitely someone I'm going to be looking at on Sleeper as well for, like, a rebound point prop type of thing yeah. um, because I, I think it's going to come in too low, especially with him not – I mean, 21 last time these two teams play. If it comes in at, like, 23 and a half or something, I'm all over it. So, yeah. Um, I got really nothing else. I, I don't think I want to play Westbrook. I don't hate this matchup. I know he has a little bit of ceiling here, especially recently. I don't know if it's enough ceiling at this price tag. Um, you know, Schroeder's getting minutes. If Dennis Smith Jr. comes back, like too many guard minutes, like Reeves is kind of healthy as well. So I think I'm going to take the wait and see approach on Westbrook here for the next week or so, but like LeBron, I like Bryant. Um, talk to me about your Hornets here, Will. Yeah, man. Hornets been playing, you know, with, with limited bodies. The main guys are playing mid thirties minutes. And uh, I mean, we're really starting to see LaMelo's upside here, whether it be via points, rebounds, assists, like he's flirted with a triple double here recently, but really it's the score for me, man. If you go back, Like, Stevie, for all the game log watchers, he's pretty much got now, I think, he's going on, I think, 10-plus 20-point games. So we're close. Like, uh, let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I think he's over 10 20-plus games in a row, and I don't see that slowing down here against the Lakers. Put up 23 the last time, 23-8-8. That's for 51 fantasy points. Um, It's going to be hard, I think. I don't want to say hard, but it may be tough to play both of those guys because they're in the same game. It's an early game, and maybe you're limiting uh, some of your other exposures to some of these other big players on the back end. But, I mean, the last time we saw this game, I think they went over 260 points combined, Stevie. This is the type of environment we we want. So you can sign me up for LaMelo here. I think he's going to be a big-time player. Uh, Terry Rozier, even at 7K, doesn't feel great, but against the Lakers, I like like it. They combined for 264 the last game, uh, and I definitely want to get some Rozier exposure at 12K with Oubre continuing to sit. Um, Gordon Hayward, I feel like he's cheap enough now. Like, he's been in this 6K range. I don't particularly like his output, but at 5,700 against the Lakers, Stevie, I think this is a spot you take a shot on. Like, he's going to play 30 minutes, I think. And this, it's just one of those two cheap spots. Yes, he's not been fantastic. But I think I think this is where we can we can go ahead and, and plug him in. 
Um, and I know I'm talking a lot about this game, but this game right out of the gate is, is so juicy. And then you've got P.J. Washington at 5,800. I think you grab some shares of him as well. But, you know, so pretty much four guys from the Hornets, two guys from the Lakers. I don't think we can fit them all in, but this makes for a great way to start off the slate. You could go – I mean, you could probably go, like, LaMelo and Bryant and hope that, like, LeBron just doesn't have, like, a blow-up game if you want to do, like, a two-man stack. Man. I think on a 10-game slate on a Monday – you could probably go LaMelo, LeBron, and Bryant and make a three-game, three-man game stack, early game game stack, which I hate. But I remember this slate's a little different than normal slates. We have four seven o'clock games this, on this slate. Like we're usually like one or two. So I mean, for me, I think it's very playable, like especially like game stack wise. Um, I mean, Mason Plumley is a little interesting here in tournaments. I think. PJ Washington has a little bit of ceiling at 5,800. He's been someone that's gone over 38 fantasy points in three of the last five. So he's wing like big guys um, are are really interesting. So it's a, I mean, it's an interesting spot for sure. Um, I I mean, I do, I do like this game. I I hate that it's the first like game of the night, but I do like this game. I mean, well, we have a pick'em game at two thirty-two and a half. Like this isn't a game you just overlook. Yeah, I mean, whoo! Once again, I'm expecting a similar result as what we've just seen here recently, and this time Charlotte's at home. So I, I, yep. I feel like it should continue to be a, a close, up-tempo, high-scoring game. It is right out of the gate, but man, do I like it! Go to the next game. It's a. Uh... Cleveland and Chicago, 222 total here. The Cavs, a three-and-a-half-point favorite. In this one, um, on the Bulls' side, ball remains out. Uh, Caruso's probable. Javante Green is questionable. On the Cleveland side, Garland is doubtful. Mobley is questionable. Rubio is out. Wade and Windler remain out as well. Go Chicago first. I mean, as much as I like the first game, <laughs> we go to this one. And, I mean, the, the Cavs are, like, one of the worst teams to target in the NBA. They play at one of the slowest paces in the NBA. They're the best defensive team in the NBA so far this season. So, it, it's just DeRozan's 92. Vooch is 76. Levine is 74. I don't see any leeway in these prices. These two teams just played on New Year's Eve. And it was a 102-103 game. It's a 10-game slate. I just will. I mean, this whole game, especially the Chicago side, we'll start with the Chicago side, but especially the Chicago side. I'm just struggling here um, with Garland doubtful. I mean, the Cavs side's a little bit different, but I'm struggling on the Chicago side of this game. Yeah, I'm not really worried about Chicago here. If, if, uh, uh, geez, DeMar DeRozan goes off, he just goes off, Stevie, but I, I think we're okay fading him at 9,200. Um, and just letting this game or the, the Chicago side go. I mean, I think if you want to play anybody from Chicago, it's it's probably Vooch. I think you're going to find better center plays on the slate. I mean, that's yeah. just kind of where I'm at. And then on the Cleveland side, I mean, no Garland – is Lavert at 4,800 playing 35 plus minutes. And he's just, even in a, in a matchup that's not the best in the world, that's just too cheap. I mean, he just yeah. put up 
39 fantasy points against this team two days ago, and he's still 4,800. So I think with Garland doubtful, Levert is where I'm looking at at Cleveland. I think you can look at Mitchell if you want to, to be contrarian, pay up to be contrarian and not be, you know, you know, do it the wrong way. I just, I mean, I'm playing Levert. Yeah, that's what I would do, Stevie. And let me just say, even though the ownership was there the other night, Kevin Love picked up 34 minutes, put up 37 fantasy points. Yep. And, you know, I've been, like, on the Kevin Love cheat train. Waiting and waiting and waiting. All season. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it was it, it wasn't sneaky because Mobley didn't play it. So, I, think, yeah. I do think that's something to consider. Like, in this game, we may be able to play the first game, which is Lakers, Hornets, get those pieces. Even if we just got LaMelo and LeBron as an example, and we might be able to just play Levert and Kevin Love from this game. And that helps spread out the salary because both of those guys are still under 5K. Uh, if if Mobley sits and Kevin Love is back in the starting lineup, you got to think we're going to play him at 4,700 if he's going to get 30-plus minutes. I, I would be thrilled for Mobley to sit here and get some Kevin Love action uh, along with Karis Levert, who's probably already going to start because uh, Garland's doubtful. I think these are the two pieces we play for this game, and I don't think we do anything else. The only thing that it concerns me with Kevin Love in this game is if Mobley plays. Oh, yeah. If he plays, I'm out. 20 minutes probably for Kevin Love. So yeah. Only Kevin if Mobley's Love is, out. Yeah, I think Kevin Love is only playable if Mobley's out. I'm with you on that. All right. Toronto heads to Indiana to take on the Pacers. 227 total in this game. Pacers, Pacers, a three-point favorite. Um, on... The Pacers side, they're kind of healthy. I mean, Daniel Tice remains out. Toronto side, Precious is questionable. Otto Porter is out. And Van Vliet is questionable with back stiffness. Um, this line just seems fishy to me. I don't know. Um, what are your thoughts here on Toronto? Well, I think the big thing is Fred Van Vliet. Like, he's been questionable, like, recently. And he just hasn't played. And so... Um, I wish they would just let us know, but maybe they are really trying to work him out. See, his back stiffness, he may have just woke up tight and can't shake it off and just needed a few days to recover, right? Doesn't sound like it may be an, a serious injury, um, but if he is out, uh, that's going to lead me to Pascal, who's 10-2. He's somebody that you would want to play in this spot, but, man, I can't play all the 10K guys. I can't do it, so I'm going to have to make some decisions. And... Um, when it all comes down to it, I think at the end of this slate, I'm not trying to get ahead, but these big time, these big performances, guys like Pascal, LeBron, LaMelo, I think I may just want to put them in a group and say, hey, give me two two to three of these guys in every lineup. I mean, we'll add some other guys to the to the uh, to the to the to that particular pool um, as we go through through it for your personal HQ. But Pascal would be my guy. Um, you know, I'm not sure how they want to handle uh, all the minutes. Like Malachi Flynn played 30 minutes, one game, 18 minutes. Today. Like, I, I, I don't know how they want to completely handle that. But if Malachi Flynn was able to get the start, I think I'd be very intrigued. Um, but we've also seen Gary Trent's minutes climb back up into the 30s. And so he's probably the safest play. And at 5,300, him, him and uh, Pascal would be my top two targets for sure. 
maybe with a sprinkle of Malachi Flynn if he uh, if the lead is out. Yeah, I mean Flynn. I think minutes wise plays thirty minutes if if he's out. So thirty six hundred getting thirty minutes. The Pacers don't play the best defense in the world. Um, so I I mean I'm with you and like. This is a pace up spot for Toronto. So if Van Vliet is out, pace up spot, bottom 10 defense, I'm in. Like Flynn's just too cheap. Um, Gary Trent, OG. These guys are very, really, really interesting if Van Vliet's out. I mean, ceiling wise, you could pay up for Siakam. I mean, this guy has just been a monster. He's been a monster on the road all season. I think he's averaging like 54 fantasy points on the road this season compared to 47 at home. Fantastic matchup for him. So. Definitely don't mind paying up to be different with Siakam. I don't even know if it's going to be different. Um, but if Van Vliet sits, looking through court IQ really quick, Scotty Barnes is really, really interesting at 6,900. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't hate that call. And I, I'm, I'm kind of a non-Scotty fantasy point investor. But once again, Stevie, for the right price, I'll play anyone. So I'm with you. The best thing about the Toronto Raptors, and we've said this for years, is we know where the minutes are. We know yeah. they play their guys. If Van Vliet is out, we know where the minutes are going. We just have to figure out where the production's going. So, yeah. um, I mean, on the Pacers side of this game, if the Pacers keep this game close, I mean, they're a home favorite here, three points. Um, I think Halliburton is going to be part of the reason why. But Miles Turner has been playing phenomenal here recently. So I think Miles Turner is really interesting buddy healed is finally starting to shoot the ball well and he's starting to take more three-point attempts so i think any of those three guys in tournaments are interesting i think neesmith is still like questionably underpriced if he's going to continue to play this like 29 to 35 minute role type of role so what are your thoughts here on the Pacers? I'm with you, and I'm so glad you made that, Stevie. Aaron Neesmith was going to be a highlight for me in this game uh, at 4,200. Guys playing 30 minutes at 4,200, I think I can get behind. And the, the interesting thing for me with the Pacers is it feels like they're playing so many guys, but everybody's getting the run. Um, and so I'm with you. Neesmith, 4,200, around 30 minutes, I'm in. Halliburton is the upside play, I'm in. And then you've got Miles Turner and uh, at 6,400 with the way he's been playing, I think you go ahead and do it. And, and I think, you know, one of the things the Pacers have done, they just quit playing Jalen Smith big minutes. And now that's opened it up for all these other guys, these, these wing shooters get in and play, and uh, it's, it's yielding fantasy go- goodness for us. So really love the uh, Naismith call. I was definitely going to highlight that. So I think we're in agreement there. All right, we continue to cruise along here. We got New Orleans going in to Philadelphia to take on the Pelicans. This game is currently at 231, and the 76ers are a five to five and a half point favorite, depending on where you're looking. Injury news I mean, Brandon Ingram and Larry Nance are out, but outside of that, I mean, both teams, um, no real question marks here. So that's always nice. Um, New Orleans side first, Will. Uh, man, Zion's capable of monster games, but even the other night, he had 43 actual points and still put up 56 fantasy points. I think at this price tag, I think you really need Valanchunas to be out for Zion to rebound more. 
and they really have his ceiling type games. So as much as I like this game, I don't really love anyone here. I know like CJ McCollum just went absolutely bonkers against this team the other day. I just, I don't know if that was an outlier game. I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. I just don't know. He shot 11 for 16 from three point land in that game. Like he doesn't even take that. He can get that hot. Yeah. I mean, if he can get that hot, like, and he's shooting that well, yeah, he has the ceiling. I just, I don't want light. I don't think lightning's going to strike twice here. Yeah. And and Stevie, I I can't stress again. He barely takes 16 attempts when Zion's playing and James play like actual shots, not three point shots, attempts combined. Uh, and, you know, and he's had some games with Zion out where he was taking 20 shots. But with Zion in the lineup, he's not even taking that many shots. So I, that's that's an outlier. He, he was hot, had an upside game. So I, you know, I, I, I'm not buying that. So I'm with you, man. I think New Orleans is pretty much priced up. Um, I am interested to see what happens when Brandon Ingram gets back. Um, and, and just to see this team play as a unit, but – I'm with you, man. This this is a rough game for fantasy, I think. Uh, so I, I'm not playing any Pelicans. What do you like? You like anything here for Philly? Not. You can always play Joel Embiid, right? Like you can. But with Maxi back, that's going to limit the upside of Milton, Melton, a lot of these weird wing pieces. James Harden is 10-1 now, and he's played fine. Like he's had some big 60 point game. I'd still much rather than be 9,500. Uh, but once again, about probably about the only guy I would play here is a B. And that's just because, you know, outside of looking at the, the spots, I don't know when he's going to have a big 80-point game. Could be this one, could not be this one. But I think he's in that superstar category for DFS where maybe you get a few shares uh, just in case. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I mean, Embiid's 11-3, and he, he can put up 70 fantasy points against anybody. He's just a little bit, like, down on my list today. I think yeah. I would take the discount and play Harden. I mean, that's just kind of where I'm at. Um, yeah, and, and I, I'd much rather play LeBron today, like over and be yeah. for what it's worth. Dude, Luca gets Houston, and it's it, it's like eleven hundred dollars more for Embiid to Luca, and he's averaging he's averaging eighty one fantasy points. He's put up eighty one and eighty two fantasy points in the last 
week and a half, two weeks against this Houston team. I mean, Luca is just on another level in general right now. Um, sorry to everybody in the Rotor Grinder season long basketball league this week because um, my boy Luca did his thing and your boy got high score for the week. But yeah, it just, I mean, that's where I'm at personally yeah, is I get you. we're going to get to Luca in a, in a few games, but that's just yeah. where I'm at. I, I think I'm playing Luca over and beat or Harden. I, I would play Harden over Embiid. Um, Maxi, I think he's he's too expensive until we see him playing like 35 minutes. Like this is one of those scenarios, Will, Will, where we're like, just play like 20 minutes for like three or four games, get the price down to like 5,800, and then any kind of minutes increase that we start to see, we jump on it right away. <laughs> um, yeah, that that'd be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't always work out, but that yeah. is that is how we want it. To be I think DraftKings is committed to keeping Maxi above the game, so so that so they don't give us the free square. Yeah, which is fine. Um, yeah, it's fine. All right, we got San Antonio at Brooklyn taking on the Nets. Two thirty total in this one. The Nets a thirteen and a half point favorite. Our favorite thing, especially on a Monday, is double digit um, spreads. On the Brooklyn side, I mean, they're healthy. No one's even, like, Joe Harris is back down, too. Like, they're good to go, 100%. On the Spurs side, Bates-Diop is out, and Vassal is questionable. We'll start here with San Antonio. Vassal out could matter. Mm -hmm. But the way that Brooklyn's playing right now, it might not matter. Um, What are your thoughts here on San Antonio? So, my thoughts are... They we got the bump down to entice us to play the Spurs. Like Trey Jones has been mid 6k, low 6k. Vassal's been low 7k, mid 7k. They kept Keldon around the 7k, but Poto's down to 5,800. Like, I think that's what happened here. We got the bump down because I don't think they expect the Spurs to really get us. Like, just a few games ago, like a week, Trey Jones was 6,500. Now, he did hit 5,900 against the Knicks, which was a similar situation they did in the, they're doing in this Brooklyn game right now. I'm with you. Brooklyn is on a roll. I'm going to I'm gonna be perfectly fine fading all San Antonio Spurs today. And I'll just tell you this ahead of time. I'm perfectly fine fading all Brooklyn players today as well. If Kevin Durant goes off, he just goes off. But this is a game they should win handedly with the way they've been playing. Hats off to Jock Vaughn and the coaching staff for kind of turning this ship around because the, the, the sky was falling in Brooklyn early this season. Ben Simmons is too cheap. That's all I'm going to say. He's 5,900. Yep, I get it. He played 19 minutes. He play, he tried to play through an illness against Charlotte the other night. Um, he could easily bust here, but he's easily someone in this matchup against the San Antonio team. If he got 26 minutes, could put up 35 fantasy points. So. Yep. I think he I think he's worth the look in large field tournaments unless we like open up lineup HQ tomorrow and we haven't projected for like 20 percent and then it's just he's too high um and you I meant to say this move too, on uh, last yeah. thing sorry TJ Warren is back and, and by back like clearly he's been back for a while but I'm saying he's playing meaningful NBA minutes and I think getting all these guys back has really helped this team like it's crazy how much of a tear they're on right now incredible We'll say, like, really quick going back to San Antonio because I totally just forgot about this, but Jakob Podol, 
his minutes are he's back in that like 30 minute range now um oh, yeah. they, like that 24 to 26 is back to like 28 to 30 um i don't know if this is necessarily the spot you want to play him but i just wanted to note that um i really get nothing else from this game it's one of my least favorite games on the slate um yeah. i think brooklyn absolutely cruises in this game and i don't want to play bench players on a 10 game slate and i hate projecting blowouts uh so it's just game that i'll be underweight on today we got Denver at Minnesota taking on the Timberwolves. No total in this game. Um, I was trying to figure out why. And the, Denver's on the second end of a back-to-back. So, I mean, that's the old, they're the only team on a back-to-back. I, I remember I asked Will before the show. I was like, man, I feel like there's a back-to-back, and then I missed it. And oh, then, and I said Denver was playing. Remember I said I was yeah, like, yeah, Denver I know, played Boston. I know. <laughs> uh, like – totally just anyway that happened um we literally were talking about the denver game as we were talking about are there back-to-backs today uh minnesota side carl anthony towns prince and jordan mclaughlin are still out uh we'll see here on the denver side jamal murray did not play sunday fully expect him to play in this game um so we'll see how that works out bruce brown has been in and out of the lineup, maybe he played the first end and will start the or sit the second end with the. I mean, he just he's coming back from a sprained ankle. I mean, that's one you want to kind of be careful with. Uh, what do you like here for Denver? Um, so it's interesting because so Jamal Murray at seventy two hundred, right? Like when he's getting big minutes, Stevie. Like I don't mind playing him any slate because he's got fifty point upside. So I think as long as he's back feeling good. I think this is a sneaky good spot for Jamal Murray against Minnesota. And I'm not sure he's going to get the ownership today, Steve, but this is a great spot. I mean, great for Jamal Murray. Uh, We may be hearing his name later on tonight, uh, but I I like Jamal Murray. Jokic at 11-7. I mean, come on. I'm not worried about Rudy Gobert here uh, against him. But so I think he's in. um, And that's, those are probably the main guys like Michael Porter Jr. is priced up to 6K now. You know, when he was in that, he's been around 6K, but you know, I, I feel like he's where he should be um, relative to the pieces they have on this team. And I think that's that's where I'm going to cut myself off. Jokic Murray. Murray is actually my favorite today, though, at 7,200. Fresh legs on the second end of a back to back. I mean, yes. you can't go wrong with that, um, especially in a matchup, a fantastic matchup going up against Minnesota. Um, so I'm with you. I like Murray a lot. This is a huge pace up spot for Denver. I mean, Denver is 19th in pace. Minnesota plays at the fourth fastest pace in the NBA. Minnesota Timberwolves, I mean, defensively, when they're fully healthy or really good, um, but with everyone kind of, you know, with Carlin Downs banged up, you know, remember we used to pick on this dude so much um, yeah. defensively, but he's been playing a lot better. Um, so Gobert helps a lot defensively. But, I mean, this is a good matchup for Denver. Um, so yes. I love the Jamal Murray call. I can't stress enough how, how Jamal Murray is one of my favorite plays on the slate today. Like, yeah, one of my favorites. If everybody else plays, I mean, I don't really have a ton of interest. Um, I mean, Jokic, yes, always in play. Again, it goes back to that conversation that I prefer Luca, especially with like Agreed. if Mike if MPJ plays and Aaron Gordon's back, Jamal Murray's back. I prefer Luca over um 
Jokic today. Uh, just, yeah. you know, keeping I, it real. I, I dig it. I can dig it. We're keeping it real today. Um, all right, Will. Minnesota side of this game, is there anything standing out to you here for the Timberwolves? Well, as much as I like Jamal Murray, as long as uh, Carl Anthony Towns is sitting, I don't hate D'Angelo Russell in this mid-range. He's not going to hit 40-plus every night, but he's got the upside, Stevie. We've seen it several games with these guys sitting. We've seen Anthony Edwards just continue to go postal night in and night out. Uh, at 9,500, I think I passed on him today for what it's worth, but I'm not I, I'm not going to c- tell you to not play him. I'm just not going to play him personally. Uh, Gobert at 6,900 at one point, you know, this was feeling like a discount, and now Gobert's back to, you know, around 30 minutes and a, a little bit less production, and I got to assume he has a tougher time today against Jokic. So at 6,900, maybe you can take a shot because he does have some upside. But I, I'm just – I'm not going to invest in him today. Um, Yeah, I mean, Edwards is capable of monster games. Mm-hmm. I just – I don't know if, like, he's capable of enough on, on this slate. That's just kind of where I'm at. That's where I am, um, too. He might be someone I look like in, like, fantasy props. Like what is what does he come in at like points wise today? I think he um, comes in twenty four and a half. He he's been sitting around twenty four and a half. I think. yeah, I'm all over that. I'm all over yeah, that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So that, I mean, so that's maybe where I get my like Anthony Edwards exposure. And I mean, it's okay to do that. Um, large field tournaments. I don't even think I played Gobert today. Um, I mean, I'm really just out on Minnesota in this game. I do like the fact that it's a back to back and they can kind of take a, advantage of Denver a little bit in this game. Potentially stays close. But, I mean, didn't Denver – I was just looking at it. Didn't Denver kind of beat the Celtics handily? Um, I mean, their guys still had to play their minutes, but <laughs> Jokic, 70 fantasy points. Guy's a beast. He's a beast. All right. Now yeah. now we get to talk about it, Will. Dallas at Houston. 228.5 total. The Mavs a 7.5-point favorite for this one on the Dallas side. Finney Smith remains out. Max Cleaver is out. On the Houston side, Sangoon is questionable and Tate remains out. So Sangoon being out could potentially open up some value for maybe like Eason and stuff. We'll talk about it in a second. Dallas first. I already said it. Luka, two games against this team this season, 81 and 82 fantasy points. Um, He has put up over 80 fantasy points on DraftKings in four of his last five games. Just saying that out loud is just crazy. Um, he's just on another level right now. He put up 85 against San Antonio the other night without a triple-double, which is even crazier. Um, Will, talk to me about Dallas. Or I mean Luca. I mean Dallas. I mean, it feels like you, you just play Luca and you let it ride. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't see any reason to really play anyone else. Like, Christian was 8K and but Jason Kidd's being an idiot. He's played him 30 minutes or less. I mean, it feels like he should be one of the main guys. And he somewhat is. But, you know, I it's just Luka, man. I, I, we don't, I don't think we have to sit on it too much. You play Luka, you move on. If you're not playing Luka, if you're not playing Luka, I think Dinwiddie 
it, like Dinwiddie Christian Wood would be the combo. I, I think you'd take shots on in this one. Like if you're feel, not playing Luca, but I feel like I need him to be cheaper because Luca's just Wood. Yeah, Christian Wood's just so yeah. overpriced. Yeah, he's eight K. I feel like Luca not getting like sixty plus in this game is like those two guys are just having monster games, and I mean that's the only thing that makes sense in my mind. I can dig that. Uh, Kimball Walker finally came down to earth because he's not playing. So they're adjusting his price down gradually, which is good because next now the next time Lucas sits, we can play him. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, I understand that the auxiliary pieces cause, man. I just <sighs> – Luca gets Houston in the way he's playing right now, man. He's just – it's stupid. <laughs> oh so much fun like i don't think we've seen this since probably russell westbrook and i and and russ wasn't hitting like 80 russ was in like the 60s all the time like pretty much every game 60 65 luke is like at 80 level right now almost every game at least during the stretch in one of the games he was over 100 like over 100 yeah incredible man it's wild it's wild so uh, YouTube chat, Happy New Year to you as well. A couple other people saying Happy New Year. We appreciate it. We appreciate you guys hanging out, listening. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is turning like the Luca Love podcast, it feels like. But, I mean, this guy is just – he's just so good. Um, the Houston side of this game, like, we have a little bit of sample size here. And, I mean, for this game to stay close, it's Kevin Porter Jr. or Jalen Green – if Sangoon is out, Eason becomes super interesting. Um, for New- Fernando, I just don't know. Like, he doesn't have a huge ceiling. I would much rather, like, get exposure to, like, Tari Eason because I think he, his ceiling is just higher than uh, Fernando. So if Sangoon sits, Sangoon sits, I think it would be Eason who I lean on more. Um, Fernando is 3,100, though. And, I mean, if you're trying to play Luca. You're, you're, you know, looking at this Houston value going, all right, I'm in. Uh, you could take some shots on, like, Jabari Smith yeah. Jr. Um, as well. So, I mean, Sangoon being out could be huge for playing Luka on the other side of this game. Yeah, I, I, I totally get that. Um, I do think Jabari would be my – probably my first guy in if I wanted to play someone from Houston, as long as Sangoon is out. Uh, so, let that, me make that my qualifier. Um, as long as Sangoon is out, I think Jabari would be my first guy in. And I'm with you, Kevin Porter Jr. or Jalen Green. Like one of these guys is going to be the reason, or both, that this game stays close. Last time they played Dallas, though, uh, Kevin Porter Jr. did not have a big game 22.75 fantasy points. And t- the time after that, 34 and a half. Dallas, because of their style of play, they limit uh, players from time to time. Um, I'm still willing to roll out KPJ, but I think as long as Jalen Green's playing, he's probably the better option at 6,800, even though. He's not going to have the same peripheral upside. I think in a, in a in reality, he's got more scoring upside than uh, than uh, MPJ, uh, KPJ. Excuse me. So KPJ. that's yeah, kind of where I'm at. It's Sunday night, man. It's Monday. Um, we're allowed to have the Mondays on Sunday night. That's a morning grind <laughs> podcast rule. Atlanta at Golden State is where we go next. This game currently sitting at 233 and a half. Warriors a three-point favorite in this one. On the Hawks side, Capella is already rolled out. DeAndre Hunter is questionable. On the Golden State side, Steph Curry, Jermichael Green, Andrew Wiggins, James Wiseman, Jonathan Kaminga out. 
So, I mean, the Warriors just – the injury bug is real for this team this year. Um, yeah. It kind of stinks because, I mean, all they got to do is make the playoffs, though, with everybody healthy. And, I mean, they're they're a elite contender for a championship. So Nobody wants to see this team as a 7-8 seed, like straight up healthy, nope. straight up in a group. <laughs> no. Nobody. I, no, I don't care I, what I mean, they said. They do not want to see this team. If you're okay, so like, like really though, if you're in the West and this team is like a, a six or seven seed, like you're tanking to try to, or or you're like you're trying to get out of the way of the Warriors. I mean, yeah. they're a nine seed right now. Like if you're doing healthy. everything. Yeah, I mean, you're doing like, everything you yeah. can not to play them. Um, they're winning without Curry and these guys right now. I think what they've won like three or four straight or something like. Steph yeah. just makes the team so much better. But anyway, Atlanta's side of this game, Will, what do you like here for the Hawks? Man, it's it's strange with the Hawks because of the prices. I feel like we could get back to John Collins here. But, man, please, Collins, get 30 minutes for us, right? Like, please. Uh, we're going to need 30 minutes from you for the upside to be there. I'm going to feel a lot better if uh, Hunter is out uh, for his upside. And, and then we end up in this what I what I like to call I guess a conundrum with Trey Murray and Dejounte Trey Young and Dejounte where Trey's ninety nine hundred and he's got massive upside but I do feel like it's capped with Dejounte at eighty five hundred well I think Trey straight up has more upside than Dejounte because of the scoring but his upside is probably capped as well. Now we did, we're going to see it in certain games when they're, when they're up tempo, like he's had two really good games against the Lakers in Brooklyn. And perhaps this is a spot. I think if I got to play between both of them straight up for today, it's probably DeJounte because of the $1,400 discount. Uh, but I do like them both, but I don't, I'm not sure it's going to be worth it to play Trey because he could put up a 60 burger. Like it's it's definitely possible. I think I just I think Dejounte's better in this spot at eighty five hundred. Yeah, I mean, it really just comes down to ownership. I mean, if both of these guys are low owned, I mean, I still think I always prefer Trey Young. I think he has the higher ceiling, but I mean, with Capella out, I think the guy that I'm looking at here is John Collins at fifty eight hundred. I mean. I think this is a, a, a great matchup for him. I know the other night against the Lakers, he didn't get a ton of minutes, but he just was in foul trouble. If he could stay out of foul trouble in this game and get 30, 35 minutes, he's still under 6K. Like, there's yeah. a lot of plays in this, like, 55 to 6K range that I really like today. John Collins is capable of 40-plus point games at 5,800 if he can stay out of foul trouble. So he's someone that I really like here. Is this – so my worry – worry for like a Kongwu in this game is he just gets run off the floor this game going too small um am i crazy for thinking that what are your thoughts on a Kongwu? uh i don't want to play a Kongwu anyway stevie like i just man um because i feel like he's over owned for every spot this season like just over owned and but then you go and look at the performances 30, 44, 43, 36. If the ownership is low on, on Okongu today, I think I take it. Golden State has had trouble inside. Golden State, Charlotte. Um, God, who else has had trouble inside this? I can't think right off the top of my head right now. I've got it written. Charlotte? Down, <laughs> Charlotte? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mentioned Charlotte. Charlotte, I know. I just I, I just reiterated. Like, 
Yeah, they had trouble. But I think on this slate, if, if we think he's going to, and it looks like he should, get 30-plus minutes against Golden State here. And I, and I know you're saying maybe maybe they go small with Draymond, but I don't know, man. Wiseman being out, Draymond can't play the whole game. Looney's going to have to be in some. Uh, so I, I don't mind Okongu with 5,600 with low ownership. I, maybe he's a little bit overpriced, but I'm willing to play it in this spot. The only thing I'll say on him is this is easily one of those spots you could see like Draymond and John Collins playing the five against each other. Yeah. In this game going. Well, I, I totally get it. Totally get it. Uh, the Golden State side. I mean, I didn't. Obviously, I, I talk about it all the time. Um, I don't play a ton on the weekends and stuff. And so I missed the Jordan Poole game the other night, which is great because I've been fading him. So the fact that like I didn't play the slate that he went off on. Um, Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate you. Um, listen, I've been playing Clay Thompson. This is a guy that in this matchup, he could go for big numbers. He's been shooting the ball really well. I mean, it was only a matter of time. Um, so Clay getting these types of minutes right now, like I, I'm I'm all for playing Clay. I think Draymond is a little interesting in this spot. And then if you want to get super contrarian, I think DiVincenzo is someone that is really under the radar right now with Golden State. Yeah, well, he, he hasn't been under the radar for me, Steve. I've been playing his points prop uh, pretty frequently here. Um, he's been sitting around 11 and a half, 12 and a half. I think that's one I'll take, especially with all these guys being out. Uh, I'm with you on Clay, though, man. At 7,100, this guy's been a scoring machine, Stevie. 31, 29, 24 his last couple games. And what we're also seeing, Stevie, are the peripherals. Like, for a guy like Clay Thompson that can score 30 real points, five rebounds and four assists is a big deal. For, you know what I mean? Like, that's really helping to push the upside. So if Clay can continue to get it done like this, even the other night, 31-4-2, and two, uh, you know, gets a couple steals and things like that. Like, I like Clay Thompson at 7,100. He's, he's probably getting close to being, if he continues to play this way, he's getting close to being probably the best value on the team uh, because Jordan Poole is similar. He's got to score a bunch of points to hit the upside, and now he's 8,200. So love Clay Thompson. Definitely my favorite play from the Warriors. All right, two games left. Detroit at Portland. 227 total in this game. The Trailblazers, a nine and a half point favorite on the Detroit side. Cunningham remains out. Hayes is out. Leak suspension. Uh, and then Livers is out still on the Portland side. I mean, a couple question marks here with like Greg Brown and Keon Johnson. Little remains out. The biggest one that we're going to be watching here, though, is Nurkic. Winslow's out, too, uh, but Nurkic is the big one we'll be watching because if he's out, uh, Eubanks is 3500 and way too cheap. Way too cheap if he's out. So we'll go Detroit first. I mean, if there was ever a time to play Jaden Ivey or Alec Burks, this is the spot. Um, you know, with Hayes out for this game, I think those are the two guys – I'm going to be looking at for Detroit. I think in large field tournaments, if you wanted to take sh some shots on some of these other like, you know, wing type players, you could, but Bogdanovich would probably be the guy if I was going to do that. I just, you need him to shoot really efficient to get there. What are your thoughts here on Detroit? Yeah, I'm with you, man. I, I'm, I'm going to start with Alec Burks at 4,700. I think this is a great play for him for a guy that could get close to 30 minutes. He could get close. Like I, I, I think this is good, and I, I like Ivy as well. 
Ivy's kind of had some drop off here. Um, like, like that Minnesota game had some drop off, um, had some drop off in the uh, Orlando game, but all in all, this is a guy that can get you over 30 right now. So I, I like, I like both of those calls. The other guy's been playing really well that I think is underpriced, Jalen Durant, Stevie. Now, and I know like he's had two back-to-back games here where it's been, oh, just so bad, but he's not priced up for what for what his upside is. At 5,100, I think it's a really good spot for him. Um, Portland side, I mean, this is just one of those scenarios where I think you're going to have to wait and see. Um if we get Nurkic news early in the day, if he's out, I love Eubanks. Um, I mean, it's Detroit, big smash Detroit all year. Um, I think Grant is interesting in tournaments. I mean, I you could take Lillard. I just like some of these other guys more. I mean, this is definitely a spot I think you could look at as like point prop, but I think Grant kind of suits better for a matchup against Detroit. But Nurkic news is huge. If Nurkic is out, uh, Eubanks is my favorite value play in the slate. Yeah, and I think don't we get a little bit of Jeremy Grange? Oh yeah, little little. Uh, listen, <laughs> little, little is it revenge if you're happy? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for letting me out of uh, this horrible situation in Detroit. I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but I'm yeah. still gonna go bonkers. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, man, you know I'm not like a re- big revenge narrative guy unless it's like, you know, a bad situation. LeBron going back to Miami after they've like burned jerseys and stuff like it's on his mind. Like, give me the ball. Let, let me let me show these guys. Um, or going back to Cleveland, excuse me. I said going back to Miami, but um, yeah, I, everybody's probably priced fairly. If I had to choose one guy right now from from uh, from Portland, it's probably Lillard. Um, but you can play him against anybody. So that's not really earth-shattering analysis. Yeah, I mean, like, Simons is still not cheap enough. <laughs> right. Like, he took 20. He's taken 20 shots in two of the last three games, 20-plus shots. So, I mean, that's kind of what you're wanting to see. You just want to see that price tag just continue to creep down. Like, he needs to just keep putting out these, like, solid like fantasy games and not have like a big fantasy game until we get him down to like 58. Um, and then yeah. we can maybe wait for the matchup to take the spot. But I mean, just Josh Hart's doing a lot. Um, his prices creeped up. It's just really for me, Nurkic out Eubanks Nurkic or in or out uh, Grant at 7,300 for me today. Uh, let me say this. If Nurk is out, Josh Hart's probably a better play. At 62, his rebounding should pick up a little bit. Like, he's rebounding anyway. But, like, if Nurkic is out, Josh Hart's probably sneaky good tournament play, and nobody's going to play him for what it's worth. For sure. All right, last game on the slate. We got Miami heading in to – or heading Ooh. to L.A., taking on the Clippers. 220-and-a-half total in this one. The Clippers a four-and-a-half-point favorite. On the Clippers' side, Batum is questionable. Um, on the Miami Heat side, Butler is probable. Dwayne Dedman is out. Haslam is questionable. Caleb Martin is questionable. Duncan Robinson is questionable. Gabe Vincent is questionable. Miami has been this team this year. Like, they're just that team this year, right? Like, yeah. every day it seems like four to six guys questionable or out. Your seven is still out as well. 
Miami first. Um, I mean, it's a good sign for Miami that Butler's probable on the basketball side of things, but on the fantasy side of things, I mean, Hero's 91, Bam's 89. These guys, like, Kyle Lowry's 65. Like, I cannot play anybody from Miami with Butler back at these prices. I mean, you could take some shots, I think, on Jimmy Butler if you wanted to. I just... Miami is just one of those teams I'm going to cross off today and just say, hey, please don't burn me. Um, that's where I'm at. I'm not playing anybody from Miami. Even like the Clippers side of this game too. Like you, Kawhi has been playing a lot better here recently. He He's yep. definitely – the minutes are there. He's been playing great. He's 8,100, and he's yet to put up 50 more than one time this season, fantasy point-wise. So – I mean, it's Paul George, I think, if you want to play anybody from the Clippers. I mean, if Zubak can stay out of foul trouble, they definitely need his size in this game. Um, so maybe at 5,100 as a cheap center play. If you're if you're doing like a two-man utility swap waiting on the Portland news or something, uh, maybe that's where you would potentially swap to Zubak if you have like Eubanks in and you get the news that Nurkic is going to play or something. But I just, I mean, this game kind of stinks. I mean, this is going to be a phenomenal basketball game to watch but dfs wise like i'll have this game up on the tv while we're recording tomorrow night um but dfs wise i just this game i'm going to struggle to get any exposure to i'm not playing anyone from the clippers i mean not to sum it up but to sum it up (laughs) (laughs) no meat on the bone in this one baby nope zero (laughs) zero what a way to close out the night Morning grind game, and then we will get out of here. Favorite play under 5K to go 7X. Who do you like today? Uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and say Karis LeVert, man. 4,800. Yeah. Uh, we already feel like uh, um, Garland's doubtful. Sign me up. Yeah, I mean, that's who I had written down. I had him written down. I had Alec Burks written down. Um, I mean, Burks, not my favorite DFS play, but I think that he's capable of 35 in this game. And with the news, I mean, with not news, but with the suspension on Hayes, I mean, Burks is going to get the minutes, so I'm going to take Alec Burks on this one. Let, let's let's get, can we give him a bonus today, Stevie? Bonus, all Monday right. With the bonus, uh, this is a guy we talked about as well. Um, oh, hold on a second. Want to make sure I got this right? He's forty two hundred. Yeah. You're going to talk yeah. about Neesmith. Yep, Neesmith. Absolutely. Yeah. He's the next guy. Like that's yeah. that's that's the next one. Listen, 2023. We we're giving out bonus info. Over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today? Man. God, I, I know we're gonna agree on this. Give me DeRozan, man. I, I, I just don't think he gets there today. Thought you took my guy. Listen, I hate saying this guy for this question because I know he's just capable of taking games over. But give me Zion Williamson at 9,700 today against Philadelphia as my book. Yeah, it's these spots, right? It's the matchups. It's, it's like yep. they're too high. Yep. I, I mean, dynamic pricing. DraftKings has done great with it over the years. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, even for baseball this year, dynamic pricing didn't seem as, like, tight. You know, we had some really bad, like, Colorado spots. So, Oh, yeah, for sure. Anyway. Um, so cause like today, like if Zion's 8,500 and Luca's 13 K, like the conversation becomes a lot different on this. Slate. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Anyway. Favorite six X play today. Will, who do you got? 
I think everybody knows, man. I've, I've talked this guy up once we got to that game. It's Jamal Murray today, folks. I got 7,200 facing Minnesota. Didn't play on, on the first part of the first leg of the back-to-back, man. I I think Jamal Murray has a big game today. Sign me up. I like it. Uh, I like it a lot. I'm going to go Thomas Bryant. I love the matchup here for oh. Thomas Bryant against Charlotte. Um, I think that he is just a phenomenal play. I think the LA Charlotte game is the best way to maybe pivot off of Luca, like maybe going LeBron and LaMelo and adding like a Thomas Bryant instead of going Luca is potentially a way to be different today. But I mean, really my favorite six X play is Luca. I just don't want to say Luca. Um, I'm going to go Thomas Bryant though. Let's get weird. GBP play of the day. Trying to find someone night before that you think is going to be under 10%. That could be a difference maker today. Who do you got? Yeah, man. So I think this is kind of maybe it's fringe. I don't think anybody's going to be on it as much as we we think. Give it to Jonte Murray at 8,500 against Golden State. I just, it's a good, good game environment. Capella's still out. I think he's going to be relied upon to, you know, grab rebounds and stuff like that. 8,500, I like DeJounte. I think he will be under. I think he'll be under 10%. Um, I'm going to go Buddy Heald today. I like this yeah. spot. If he can shoot the ball well, um, he's someone that's going to put up 15-plus shots most nights. If he continues to put up double-digit three-pointers, um, I think he has a really good upside in this matchup. So give me him. Uh, any bets, anything standing out to you here night before? Man, I was trying to get something. What I will say is I'm going to give you a, I guess, maybe a look ahead or be on the lookout for this one. If if Thomas Bryant comes out at eight and a half rebounds, just take the over. My assumption is he's coming out at nine and a half. If he comes out at eight and a half, just grab it, hammer the over. Yeah, I mean, I, I like that a lot. Um, I was trying to look. So, <laughs> if you're if you're watching on YouTube right now and you play on our sponsor fantasy or uh, on sleeper fantasy luca is at 58.3 fantasy points right now on sleeper 58.3 fantasy points might be a good over there just go hit the over right now find i'm trying to find a pairing with it um man lebron's is so close lebron's 54.8 fantasy points Lonzo Ball is at like 24.5 points. Um, that's really close. Man, I w- I'm trying to find something to pair it with. Um, I'm struggling to find something, but that that just seems really low. They don't have a lot of our spots that we like on this one today, Will. There's a lot of spots that we like today, <laughs> and they don't have a lot of them. Um you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna pair it for the morning grind game. I'm gonna pair it with Lamelo Ball over 45 and a half fantasy or 45.9 fantasy points. So the morning grind game today is Luca over 58.3 fantasy points and Lamelo Ball over 45.9 fantasy points. We're gonna go all in. We're gonna three exit over there, locking it in right now, and um, you'll be able to see it in the Roto Grinders 
squad chat. Promo code grinders, 100% deposit bonus, up to 100 bucks. Love that Luca line. I think that's way too low. Hopefully yeah. he keeps doing his thing. I think LaMelo could crush the Lakers tonight, so I love that line as well. Going to jump on that. Uh, put up 50-plus against them the other night. So that's going to wrap it up here for the first podcast of 2023. Back tomorrow. I think it's like a three-game slate. It'll be a solo podcast. If you have any questions or anything like that you want me to answer on the podcast, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter. Hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. Hope everyone has a fantastic Monday. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll see you then.